Welcome to Single Moms Unfolded. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Kelly Vieira. This is a podcast for single moms created by a single mom to help single moms. This is our safe space to love, to connect, and grow together. And today we are lucky enough to have Lori Pascuta Diaz, my dear friend and parent guidance coach. Welcome, Lori. Thank you, Callie. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You helped me so much already with my daughter. I know you're going to help so many other parents. So this is going to be like really cool. So I'm just going to get right into it. Okay. Can you tell us a little about yourself and your practice? Sure. Um, I am an LCSW, a licensed clinical social worker in New York, and I've had a private practice for 23 years, and I specialize in work with kids and their parents. And I just love working with kids. My favorite are the young kids. I love the little preschoolers. Um, And I started off working with kids in order to help them to develop the skills that they need um, and to help them be able to function better. Um, And what I found over time was that when I focused solely on kids, I could work with them really well, I could relate to them, and what was happening was that they were having a hard time generalizing our work outside of our sessions. Mm -hmm. And so I realized in order to help more kids to be able to generalize those skills, I needed to work more with their parents. So I started incorporating them into our sessions more, Um, And some of the parents didn't really like that. They had the take my kid and fix my kid mentality. And so it became a process of engaging them. And what really hit home for me was when I became a parent. Um, I have a 17-year-old daughter and a 15-year-old son. And when I went into becoming a parent, which was something I had been waiting for for a long time, I thought it was going to be cake. I thought I had it all covered. I knew what I was doing and I was going to be like the best parent ever. And when the reality hit me that nothing was turning out the way I wanted it to, it gave me much more insight into how parents were feeling because I was very focused on kids and how they were feeling. And so it shifted my practice and my parenting And I got introduced to conscious parenting and that was a game changer. And so my work now at home with my kids and with my parents I work with and my kids I work with is really to help them become much more conscious and aware so that they can facilitate the development in their kids that they're hoping for and that we can reach the goals. And so when parents come in, they talk to me often, they start off talking about behaviors and I hear about what their child is doing. And then I start shifting the parent to understand that behaviors are not the problem, that behaviors are the result of the problem. And they're the clue that there is a problem. 
And so in our work together, I start teaching them about their child's development. And I have a really good ability to understand how kids think. So I help parents understand how their kids think and understand things. And then we start working together on the things that will help their kids develop the skills so that they can meet the goals that they have of being happy, healthy, successful, and safe. Wow. You can understand how kids think? That's amazing. That's amazing because I have no idea what my daughter's thinking half the time. And we're totally on a totally different ends of the spectrum. Kids think very differently than adults. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. So regarding like single parents, like when we first start out, what are like, what should we say or do as a, like, if we have to tell our children we're getting divorced, how is the best way to go about this? Well, each family is different and your circumstances are different. Um, In an ideal situation, both parents would present together to their child or children that things are going to be changing in our family and and our living arrangements are going to be different. Um, But sometimes that's not going to happen. And so sometimes it falls on one parent to try and explain to the kids. Um, And that's hard because it depends on which parent is explaining it because often in in the case where you're separating or divorcing there's conflict there's struggle there's hurts um and there's problems so it's really important for the parent who's talking to the kids to be aware of their feelings so that they can try as much as possible to keep them in check as they talk to their kids because this conversation needs to be focused on the kids and their experience. And it's very hard when you're going through this to be able to do that. Right. So to really, one of the things you have to know is do not tell them anything that's not their business to know. They don't need to know why. Um, they need to kind of just know what. That, that okay. mom and dad or mom and mom or dad and dad, we're not going to be living together anymore. Um, one of the things that parents have said, which I would really caution, is not to say anything in terms of, well, mom and dad, uh, we, we've come to realize we don't love each other anymore and we don't want to be married anymore because kids will automatically hone in on that and say, well, if you cannot love each other, then it's very possible you cannot love me. And so um. parents will, will I've, parents almost always will emphasize, and we love you, and we're still going to be your parents and, and all of that, um, but kids will hone on on that. So I wouldn't mention anything in terms of that. I would just mention the what, that mom and dad are not going to be living together anymore. Um, most of the time kids know that there's stress and there's problems going on. They're not completely surprised. They may be surprised that this is going to happen. But actually, surprisingly to me, um, a lot of kids are so aware of divorce that it's more normal now than it used to be. Um, And I've even had kids come in my office and say they should get a divorce. And I'm thinking, what? (laughs) 
Wow. So yeah. Yeah. My parents got divorced when I was nine. And so I automatically will go back to what it felt like for me. And some kids feel that and some kids don't, they see it as a solution. So right. it depends on your situation and on your kids, um, how you present it to them. But Okay. So we let them know the what. We don't yeah. get into the Not he the said, why. she said. And that ties into my other question. Like, we are going to add, I mean, I know my daughter along the way. She was like, okay, I kind of made it like an adventure. Mom and dad are not happy living together. We're going to be separate, but, you know, it's still going to be good. We still love you. And, you know, we just can't live together, you know. And then little by little, she asked little questions. Uh -huh. And I would tell her little things. But how much do we tell them? I mean, along the way, they're going to come up with other things. And we... I. I guess sometimes we don't want to scar our children, right? But we want to. We don't want to lie. So, what is the like line that this is okay to say? This is not okay to say. Well, first off, I wouldn't give them any information that they're not asking for. So, be specific to the question they're asking and only answer that. Do it in a way that's developmentally appropriate for that child to understand. Use the words and language that they would understand. And, and keep it in the terms of that our family is changing and mom and dad are not going to be living together. We're still both your parents and we're still both going to take care of you. And we're going to be living in separate houses now. And sometimes you'll be spending time at my house and sometimes you'll be spending time at your dad's house. Um, and stay kind of with their questions. If they're asking questions about, well, why? Why are you getting a divorce? Mm -hmm. That's hard because you feel like I've I got to validate this somehow to them. Yeah. How do I do it? Um, and depending on the age of the child and what they already think they know, um, they may know pretty accurate information or they may have their own ideas. Um, so depending on what they think they know, they're going to fill in the blanks as well with whatever they think. <clears throat> and sometimes you're just gonna leave it there because some of the reasons why we're getting a divorce are not their business, not their concern and would be a burden on them. So let's say that right. we you know, had an affair or something and that's why we're getting a divorce because we can't get past that. You don't need to be telling your daughter, well, dad had an affair and there's another woman and, and he's dating and whatnot. You have to be able to keep that in check and you have to stay with the things are not working between us. We we're not able to agree on things and solve problems together anymore. Um, it, we feel like it would be better for us not to be living together and we could get along better as parents. And if they continue, well, why, why, what did he do? I know he did something. What yeah, the blame. You can say, you know, if you want, if you have this kind of relationship, you could say, that's not really your business. That's between your father and I. Um, mm -hmm. You can say, when you're older, we could have a conversation about that. Or you could just say, you could just keep reiterating, this is what we've decided together we're doing. Right. I remember telling my daughter, that's adult stuff that you don't yeah. need to worry about. 
You know, right. that, that's just adult stuff here. You know, she was five. You don't need to know everything. Yep. Yep. And so, and you know, what, like, oh, go ahead. tell her that she doesn't have to worry or she doesn't need to know because she's going to. <laughs> so you would just say, you know, that's between dad and I, that's adult stuff. Um, and kind of stay with that because stay she with that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what are the most common problems you see, <clears throat> excuse me, with, you know, how can single parents help their kids with the transition and just day-to-day -day stuff? Because your family looks different than other people's. It's more common now, like you said, but I remember having that guilt that I'm breaking up my marriage and now I'm messing up my daughter's family picture. Her life is so forever different because of my decision. Yes. And... I don't want to scar my daughter. And I remember thinking that over and over. So what can we do to make it easier for them? Or a common problem, something to... Well, knowing that you are upsetting their whole normal, you're changing their whole life, um, is important to be aware of. That can't be helped. I mean, sometimes parents do things to try to make less change for the kid. And sometimes that's helpful, sometimes it's not. Um, so you also have to accept that your kid's response to it is your kid's response. Um, it's For many kids, the separation, the divorce, the breakup of their family is traumatic. Not for everyone, but for a lot. And so we just want to stay with how it's affecting your child you're not gonna be able to stop that from happening because the reality is their whole life is gonna change and so is yours. And they're gonna to have to adapt to it and they will. Some will adapt quicker than others and some will take a long time to adapt and adjust. And so just being there and being aware of that and being empathic that I know this is hard and, I, and you know validating their feelings about it is really the best thing that you can do. Don't worry about scarring them. That's gonna happen. But scars are also things that help us. So getting through a tough experience gives you strength to get through more tough experiences. And it teaches you things. So yes, there'll be a lot of feelings for some kids and that can be hard for you, but you have to be knowing that on some level, the choices that you're making are in the best interest of you and your child. Because there used to be a mentality, stay together for the sake of the kids. And that's not always the best thing because by ending a relationship that's not a good one or even a toxic one is modeling taking care of yourself and your kids. So, as a, a mom or a dad, you're teaching your kids about relationships, whether you're in it or you're not in it. And so they're, they're seeing that. And so don't worry so much about the scars, but worry about, don't worry, just be there and, and empathize for them. I know this is hard as they're telling you okay. it's hard and I'm mad and I don't like this. Now, can we go back a second? You said something beautiful about scars. Mm -hmm. Scars almost mean you're growing, right? So we're all, we are, can you say that again? 
can try. <laughs> um, you said the scar, you know, the scars that you you're moving through something beautiful right. because you, well, you're starting. And I just wanted to point that out because that just totally shifted my mindset from okay, I'm messing up my kid to okay, well, I'm kind of helping them build resilience by showing them something different. Right. Well, you're going when you go through trauma, you're going to have emotional scars, and it's when the scars don't heal, when they keep being opened back up, that they don't heal. And so scars are a part of the healing process. And so when you're going through hard things and, and you're going to get a scar, it is part of the healing. And so the scars will help you because they, they make you stronger. As you go through hard things, you will become stronger. And, and scars, even on our skin, are reflective of that. It's when you, when they're not able to heal properly that they get infected. And then they, they don't heal properly. So scars are just part of the healing process. And they're going oh, to... Oh, I happen. love that analogy. About, that is beautiful. Wow, awesome. Thank you. Okay, I have another question. What can we do? There's a moment when the child might not want to go with mom, might not want to go with dad. And in the beginning, and everybody's emotions are like high. And, you know, some of the worst times in my life, remembering the crying and holding onto my leg and still having to get her to the other parent. The beginning is really hard. What, what could I do in that situation? So, you know, it, it's a horrible situation. Everybody's a mess. Right. Because everybody is so emotional, it's going to be messy. And there's a, a few different things. You know, one of the things that is upsetting is that a lot of parents set up their visitation schedule or their custody arrangement for their own interest and not the interest of their child. And some parents would say, well, I'm not going to ask them where they want to go or what they want to do. It's not up to them. But when you do that, you're also not realizing it affects them. And this is confusing for them sometimes. It's difficult for them sometimes. And if you have a kid who already has a tough time with just transitions in general, you're asking them to make a big transition and it would be expected that it would be tough for them. So. I think that parents have to become aware that they can battle about my time and not the kids' time. And I see that a lot is they're arguing over who has more time, who has less time, who's taking care of the responsibilities. And that comes out in the transition process. If, if one parent is upset or disappointed or angry with the other parent because of what they're doing or not doing, it makes the transition harder because kids will hone into our energy. If you're having anxiety about leaving your daughter with her dad for the weekend or the week or the day or whatever, that's going to come through too. So being aware of your own emotional uh, feelings, what's coming up for you is going to help you be able 
to be there for your kid because you can work to curb them. You can also validate your kid's feelings. I know this is hard. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I know you don't want to go. I know. Now, in some situations, we have another entity that has decided this. If you're in right. court, you have a judge who is deciding what the visitation schedule is. And so I don't have any control over that. So I may also have another parent who is insistent. It's my day. She's coming with me. And mm -hmm. it's not your time. You already had her. So that makes it hard, too. So yeah. if you can be there for your child's experience and be empathic to what they're going through, that will be helpful in the process. If you can, if you have a situation where you can co-parent to some extent and it becomes more about the child's visit and the child's experience going back and forth than my time and your time, then we're more open to, you can talk to mom, you can call mom, you can FaceTime mom whenever you need to and mom being available for that or vice versa, dad as well but when you have the no they're with me and they're not call no you can't call your mom or you can't call your dad because you're you're with right. me you're you're infringing on the kid and a lot of times because we're struggling with what's contributed to why this situation is what it is we don't see that and so right. we're frustrated with the kids so really understand the transition's hard for them if it is and be as supportive to their feelings and their experience and let them know, you know, you, you're going to be coming back. Or if we have the availability to talk to each other or text each other, or communicate, you can call me, text me anytime you need to. Um, and sometimes if you have the relationship with the other parent that if they're really struggling, yes, you can go back to moms or you can go back to dads or you can go see dad tonight if you want to, um, but not everybody has that relationship. And Especially so, in the beginning. Right, right. In and the so, beginning, it's really hard. It's getting even. It's not about the child. It's too so, bad. It's my night. Yeah. So understanding what the kids' concerns are. You know, daddy lives in a new place, and I'm not comfortable there. I don't know that place, and that's not my bed, and things like that. You can help them by validating. You can help them possibly by bringing something over, you know, your your favorite blanket or your favorite pillow. Would that make the bed better for you? And they might say yes. Um, maybe having, you know, visits that are short. Let's stop over to dad's and see he's decorating the new room or he wants to take you out today to buy stuff for your new room. He wants you to pick it out kind of stuff. Um, no, I don't want to. Okay, so maybe we don't do it today. Maybe we do it another time. Um, That's great, though. To like, if you can work together and take little tidbits, then it's not like all or nothing. I really like that. Remember, are that your child is just involved in this as you are, if not more, and it's really important to help them through this, to be there empathically for them, to to put yourself in their shoes about what this is like for them and to listen to them when they're telling you what it's like. 
And if they're not telling you, they're going to show you through their behavior that something's going on, that they're having a hard time. And responding to it that way, rather than getting so frustrated with the behavior or the fact that it's hard for them. Because it's hard for us to see our kids struggle and to go through difficult things. And when you can be there for them while they go through that, that's the best thing you can do for them. Okay. Adapt. Kids are very adaptable, given the, okay, right, so, the right circumstances. Okay. So single moms need to remember to put ourselves in their shoes, right, at all times. Consider the feelings. And to pick up our own stuff. Don't bring it on them. Don't share what we don't need to share. You know, if we're upset, don't, you know, just focus on them. Don't make it about us. So we have to take ourselves kind of out of the equation to help the transition. Right. Okay. And letting them also know that, that you've got them, that you're taking care of everything. Thank you. Thank you so much, Laura. We learned so much from you today. You're thank welcome. you very much. Um, check us out soon because we're going to have another podcast of Lori on parenting. So stay tuned. Thank you for giving us your time today and listening in. Remember, you're smart, beautiful, and you got this. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram for more great tips for single moms.